Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. We might should have thought about that intro or that little uh, clip there, given some of the... <laughs> it's just the light bulb just went off over Skins' head in there. Oh my gosh, what a crazy news day. It's like a bad episode of Law & Order SVU out there. Cosby's released from jail today? What? We got Jen Psaki going around and Chris Wallace and others saying this crime that's skyrocketing all across the country. Yeah. Um, Trump was the one that, and, and the Republicans are the party that wanted to defund the police. <laughs> uh, let me circle back. Yeah. Right. And then we got, we got the NSA denying, but not really denying that they're spying on Tucker Carlson. Oh my gosh. What the huh? This crazy, but I'm glad to have you guys here with me on this. <laughs> On this hump day, babies, as we try to roll into what is going to be a long weekend, a holiday weekend, we are going to need it if the news just keeps continuing to roll like this. I'm glad that we've got a couple of great guests lined up for you guys tonight. First time on the show is the Hoff father, Ari Hoffman from the Post Millennial, which is a website news outlet that a lot of people are really digging They've got some incredible writers over there, incredible pundits, and he's also the host of a daily show, and he's going to be here to talk about it. He's out of Seattle. He's actually a former businessman and a political candidate uh, who started speaking out about politics, and then uh, from from a business person perspective, now he's deep in it, and he's going to be here to talk about the skyrocketing crime going on across the country. And in regards to the Tucker Carlson NSA story, I reached out to John Guandolo from Understanding the Threat, because he's the go-to guy he understands everything happening and all the threats that we face in this country and he's one of the few people as a former intelligence community asset who actually understands that one of the greatest threats if not the greatest threat we face as a nation is our own intelligence community itself so stay tuned for john guandolo of understanding the threat and stay tuned for any of you guys that want to call in 888-344-1170 before we get into the topics of the day the man who always gets my jokes, at least the ones that are easily to understand and who giggled at my open is none other than DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman is a man of great character and intellect. DJ DJ Potato Skins. It is Wednesday today, Andrea. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So, um, you know, I wasn't sure when this story broke today whether or not Bill Cosby. You know, I typically don't really get into much of celebrity stories. I don't either. And, it and just kind of just right. Wow. And, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time or really spend much time at all in Britney Spears, and still it started dawning on me the connection between what was going on in her life and what was happening and all this free Britney stuff, and then how that really represented the same people that have been hashtagging free Britney are the same people that are in support of us all living the same life that Britney Spears has been tortured 
tortured by for 13 years with somebody controlling every aspect of her life from forced fertility, which to me, and forced drugs that she was forced to take antidepressants. And now we've got forced uh, or the attempt to force these shots on many Americans, uh, her movements being controlled. She couldn't even get in a car with her boyfriend of many years. When it comes to the Scott Cosby story, um, I, I think there are a couple of national uh, story implications, and I was kind of torn today. Here's what's happened, if you haven't had a chance to follow the deets. Were you able to see what went down, supposedly, with this? No, I've, I've caught highlights, much like you. I didn't watch it when it initially happened anyway, so this was just kind of a kind of a shock for me, so I'm digesting it. Well, I, you know, you know, you guys know me well enough to know that I am about, I am, I am about our justice system operating in the way it was intended that the government, our forefathers wanted you to have to be so protected in your life that they, they, they were not allowed to investigate you to see if there was a crime. There had to have been probable cause for a crime to be committed. Then there was proper procedures that they had to go to go through and, and, and part of investigating. You have the right to an attorney. You have the right to remain silent. They, due process. Have, they uh, do process. They have the burden of, proof so initially reports come out today everybody's shocked that he's being released and then initially i hear the reports of the fact that the reason why he was being released was because he had been offered an immunity deal and that immunity deal was broken so again my initial thought was you know what i would rather guilty person go free than an innocent person go to jail and i want our government to do its dang job if you enter into a, an agreement with somebody as crappy as a deal as it may be for the victims that's the deal that's been entered into and we are all supposed to be innocent until proven guilty right that's right and i want the government to be held to that account because otherwise we're all chauvin otherwise they can decide that we're all going to be guilty so that they can push some political agenda Right. Chauvin, uh, update story on Chauvin today. He's reportedly entering a plea deal on the federal charges. However, you think what went wrong with Floyd and his death on the scene, there has never been one piece of evidence that anything that Chauvin did had anything to do with George Floyd's skin color. We have got to stop the exploitation of our justice system in order to push a political agenda. So this is a tough story for me today. Because uh, him being released today does not mean he's innocent of drugging and raping women. This is not innocence, Felicia Rashad. And by the way, can somebody tell me how, how, how an actress who went from playing Claire Huxtable and not so, not, not so great of a job, by the way, I'm convinced she got the job because of how beautiful she was. Remember she got, she got it, uh, that famous football player proposed to her on air i mean the woman was stunningly gorgeous not so good with the acting in my opinion now she's a dean somewhere i think at howard university and she tweets out today uh finally justice is served no this was not justice today even if they had to release him because the prosecutors um, failed to fulfill the immunity deal, he gave testimony that was negative for him and basically a open kimono admitted all kinds of crap in these civil cases, it was like, I'm going to help you people. Here was the deal. I'm going to tell y'all what I really did to these women. I'm going to, I'm going to be open kimono, pun intended, on what I did to these women under the promise that you're not going to criminally charge me. And, and, and then it, it, it somehow that ended up morphing into, okay, well, you could only present one witness against Bill Cosby and the judge allowed five in. So there was all kinds of breakage of what went on here. 
So this is, I'm torn because bottom line is the immunity deal should have never happened, right? If you really care about justice being served on women, however long they wait. And by the way, this is another lesson here is don't wait 20 years or 30 years to make a claim because it makes it too hard to prosecute. And he is a monster and he should have been taken off the streets. But from a, from a law and order standpoint, the deal was struck and they needed to honor it. Am I am I off the market? No, nope, it's the way it is. If you come into a, into a plea agreement, that's you stick to that agreement. And if not, then the rest of it falls apart. Right. We have to we have to hold our prosecutors and these D.A. offices and these U.S. attorneys offices. We've got to hold them to their deals. Right. Um, I think that, you know, I wasn't in the room when they did these immunity deals. Um, I, I think I think probably people thought that it would never, uh, you, you know, I think, you know, uh, Cosby's attorneys probably entered into it thinking there's no way that they're going to, you know, we'll, we'll get some justice. The the victim's attorneys thought this way they'll get some justice somehow, some way here. And it's never going to go to criminal trial. So um, in some ways, even for the victims who were speaking out tonight, justice was served. This man will never rehab his career he spent two years behind bars um he and he and that happened in violation of an of an immunity deal and he should now be like oj to where he's off somewhere on an iceberg being completely shunned and can't even go to you know a pizza parlor anywhere without being harassed Speaking of harassment through the courts, and you guys feel free to disagree with me if you want. 888-344-1170. I'm kind of, a, you know, I'm like a, like I'm still weighing our, our debate over being a free speech absolutist. I'm an absolutist when it comes to law and order. The bar needs to be really high, particularly with what's going on right now. When we have John Guandola, we'll be on later. When we have a weaponized FBI and DOJ targeting American citizens for their politics, you're dang right. I want them held to an incredibly high standard. I want every every disclosure requirement fulfilled to the T. If there is a deal struck, they better honor it. That's what I want. Um, we, now we got to go over and talk about, you know, an example of persecuting somebody in search of a crime versus investigating a, a crime where, to, to which probable cause has been found. We've got Cy Vance out of the Southern District of New York. They've announced that there will be filing charges against the Trump organization and some um, financial officer there. And, you know, I, I, I don't know that Trump is out of the woods. A lot of people were celebrating last night. Well, they don't have any goods on Trump. Um, the left will use this as a victory. I don't know that they're ever going to I don't know that they're ever going to finish uh, searching to see what they can do to take down Trump. Um, but what's interesting here is I'm looking at this. Here's what they've got supposedly on the Trump organization and this guy. They've supposedly got the fact that he used a uh, he used a, a company car. And I thought to myself, holy crap, it's a good thing I didn't get audited back when I had a company car in sales because I didn't write that off on my taxes. I had no idea. I had no idea you're supposed to write that off on your taxes. But let me tell you, if I I did know when I worked at Xerox Corporation that every gift we got, they reported, Xerox reported, we didn't have a choice. 
it got to the point where I, you know, thank you, but I don't need your monthly performance award because now I'm going to have to pay taxes on the crappy pen that you gave me that I didn't really want in the first place, right? You, you may keep your Mont Blanc pen because I really don't want to pay $40 out of my pocket for a pen I didn't want, right? Um, so that's typically what, and what happens is if you're, if you're the level of this guy and the Trump organization and you've done something like not, not write off a company car, they, they just, they ask you to amend your taxes and then you pay a fine for it. They're going to prosecute over a dude who took some trips in a car? That's insane. Meanwhile, they've said in New York City, to continue our bad law and order episode of tonight's show, that they're not going to prosecute looters in New York City that are breaking into businesses and stealing. That's who they're not going to prosecute. This is where we are. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got more Andrea K. show on the other side of the break. We've got the Hoff father, Ari Hoffman. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I'm hearing a lot of hammering going on, and I'm wondering, is that Gwen Berry ha- hammer tossing? <laughs> Did she hear my show last night? <laughs> girl, you got to do better than that if you want to get at me. I'm She's insulated. not happy. <laughs> I'm insulated, girl. All right, before we go to our guest, Ari Hoffman, the Hoffather, going to quickly go to the phones because uh, we had a caller waiting patiently to weigh in on this Cosby story because tonight's like a bad Law & Order SVU uh, episode. Uh, Marie, Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hi, uh, nice talking to you. Hey, I have a slightly different take on it from you. Mm-hmm. You called him a monster. I don't think he was a monster. I think he was a spoiled rich guy, mm-hmm. adored by a lot of people, mm-hmm. and like many Hollywood celebrities, he thought he could do anything he wanted. And those women were, excuse me, idiots. Why would you want to go to the mansion of a rich Hollywood guy and then complain about the treatment you got? Why? And also, why did they wait 20 years? I'll tell you why they waited 20 years, because the Me Too movement decided to go after conservative, and he was pretty conservative in Jews. Well, he did so, go to New Orleans, yeah. my, my hometown, and tell them, you know, to, to pick up a hammer, speaking of hammers, to pick up a hammer and rebuild the city. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I appreciate he your- also said He also said that, fam- you know, black families are in trouble because of the absence of fathers, not because of a whole lot of other stuff. And I think the powers that be didn't like that. So they thought, oh, yeah, let's go after him. Well, so um, well, I thank you for calling in with that perspective. And the phones are open sure. for anybody else who wants to call in, 888-344-1170. Thank you. Got to leave it there because I got to go to Ari Thanks. Hoffman, who is joining in tonight on uh, the first time on the Andrea K Show. Uh, he's a former businessman who decided to speak out for what was happening in Seattle. And now he's associate editor of the Post Millennial, which is like the hottest place to go to for news and comments here. He's also host of the Ari Hoffman Show which you can hear every day from 3 to 6 p.m. at uh, KVI Seattle, and he joins me now. Hello, the Hoff Father. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thank you. Before we get into, um, I wanted you on tonight because you are kind of Seattle and the um, Pacific Northwest is kind of the epicenter of the crime spree. Well, that in in New York City and uh, the defund the police and all that. Before we we get into that topic, you you any thoughts on the cause being released today? 
Oh, you're right. You said before it's like a bad Law & Order episode. That's exactly what it is. I mean, you're looking at something where the prosecution mishandled this case so badly by promising immunity or whatever else they did that now this guy's free. But meanwhile, Harvey Weinstein's looking at this mm. going, I hired the wrong lawyers. That's <laughs> yeah. what he's looking at right now. My favorite thing I saw on Twitter today was actually the police uh, abolitionists and the abolitionists for prison saying this isn't what we meant by that. Thank you for give, giving me a giggle today. I haven't been able to walk all day from a, from a really um, uh, a really not well thought out exercise routine I did yesterday. Speaking of not well thought out, Jen Saki's at the microphone and double down on this. Ari Hoffman saying that, you know what, what are you talking about? You know, Biden ran on a campaign of funding the police. It was Trump who ran on defunding. There's no crime spree everywhere. And you know what? We just did the America Rescue Plan to fund the police departments everywhere. There you are up in Seattle with I don't even I don't even know if y'all still reclaim that Chaz territory. Your thoughts on all this? Oh, yes. I remember quite clearly during the entire autonomous zone armed occupation by Antifa of six square blocks of Seattle. I remember all of them were wearing MAGA hats. In fact, I remember every (laughs) single one of them was waving American flags and saying, Mm -hmm. back the blue nonstop. What, are you kidding me? No, absolutely not. I mean, these are the people who are all talking about defunding the police. In fact, it's so bad that our entire city council, who are all Democrats or socialists or Marxists, by the way, they call themselves socialist or Marxist, not me being, you know, exaggerating on any of this or anything. They were marching with Antifa during the riots against police. Mm -hmm. So no, it wasn't the Republicans doing this. It was the Democrats across the board. And for Jen Psaki to claim otherwise is just absolutely absurd, which is why she's being raked over the coals for it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, Olympic level gaslighting, but it's, it's, you know, it's such Olympic level. It's not bronze medal hammer throwing. It's, you know, Simone Biles greatest of all time level gaslighting uh, but it's not working I mean there's too there's too many of like Ilhan Omar and all the rest on microphones everywhere demanding it 20 cities in the United States defunded New York cut 736 million dollars and now kids are getting shot in Times Square right so of course they got to backtrack Democrats never owned the fallout and the torture and uh, the, the havoc that their policies wreak so they, they gotta they've got to wreak some stench of uh, lies and to try to blame Trump. And at no point in, in Biden's American rescue plan, Ari Hoffman, do I ever hear remember him talking about how cutting those checks had anything to do with the police. No, it was about paying people to stay at home because they wanted to keep these these covid you know lockdowns in place. I actually seem to remember, you correct me if I'm wrong about this, but there was this woman who kept advocating for rioters to be released from jail. In fact, she was actually pushing that there's a fund to bail them out of mm-hmm. prison, all these rioters at the store. I can't remember who she Oh, right. <laughs> Kamala Harris, now acting president of the United States. That's who it was. No, it wasn't the Republicans. It was the Democrats across the board. Yeah, speaking of Kamala, I love the lady who had the sign Kamala when she when she went to the border only about 9000 miles away from the border. Um, You know, people are asking today, you know, who's really running? You say she's the acting president. You know, some people are saying, wow, we Obama's back with a second term and didn't even get a vote. Who who's actually making the decisions? Who do you think is actually uh, calling the shots? 
I think whoever's working in that White House as quote-unquote advisors are the ones calling the shots. I mean, let's look at the facts for a minute here. I had a relative who passed away from Alzheimer's. I had a relative who had dementia, and we watched him go. And I'm seeing the exact same things happen with our president. It's not funny. I actually don't like playing his clips on my show that much because it's sad. It's elderly abuse. It's sad. And whoever his handlers are are the ones actually running this country right now. And that's a pretty scary thing. I think one of the reasons you're not seeing it constant, consistent message from the White House, and they're all over the place, is because nobody's actually running the thing. I think all of his advisors and staff are running around with their own agenda, mm-hmm. pushing whatever they think they can get through right now. There's no buck stops here person in that place right now. That's really frightening because we've got an invasion on our border. What did you think of, uh, did you have a chance to see the Trump um, press conference today at the border and your thoughts? He said, oh, that basically it was, I can't remember his words on the border wall, but it was basically kind of like a miracle, great, you know, best, best, you know, border security ever. Your thoughts? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I saw it. But the thing that was most entertaining to me about that whole thing, we knew what he was going to say, because it's been the Biden administration that destroyed, destroyed all the border policies that were actually working. And this whole crisis is Biden-Harris crisis made. But the best part of it was when Jim Acosta (laughs) was trying to get his ratings, because CNN's ratings are just in the toilet, and yelled out after him in a moment of bravery and triumph, Mr. President, do you regret January 6th of the whole crowd booed him. I mean, I remember hearing about Jim Acosta for a while. I haven't heard about that guy for a while. And I don't think most of America has either. They are nothing without Trump. They are addicted to him. They can't quit him. Well, they love Donald Trump because they need those ratings. Yeah, he's as much of a joke as, as Jake Tapper in the lead, which lost like 75% of of his viewership on the lead. And I think Jen, Jen Ellis, Jenna Ellis said he should call it America last or something. Yeah, they're nothing. I, I said a couple months ago, I'm like, you know what? They should be better begging Jack Dorsey to put him back on Twitter. So they got something to talk about on their shows, right? Exactly. Uh, um, quickly, I, I feel like I've put you through, I was brought you on to talk about Seattle and all the crimes and all that. But since I got you on here, you know, I feel like I got to put you through a round robin, a lightning round. Um, you know, one of the things we're hearing is, you Republicans are insane. How dare you continue? You insurrectionists, how dare you question the outcome of an election? But then, oops, we got, what, 135,000 ballot issue in New York, the mayoral race, Ari Hoffman? I hate to correct you, but it's 140,000. Oh. And what's interesting is that the gap <laughs> is actually 120,000 right now. So you're telling me magically ballots showed up. Oh, but these were test ballots. Oh, they're not real ballots. These are test ballots. Uh-huh. This is a voting election board that has had problems in 2016, 2018, 2020. When do you realize the system is busted itself? This isn't a bug. It's a function. It's a feature of the system. Wow. Um, I'm going to have to have you back. I'm loving what you're putting out there, Ari Hoffman. How can people uh, follow him on Twitter at The Hoff Father? Um, how else can people read your stuff, um, hear your show? Give them the, give them the deets. They can hear my show every day at KVI.com and on all podcast platforms. It's the Ari Hoffman Show. You can also read all my stuff up at thepostmillennial.com and follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Ari Hoffman Official. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Anytime. Have a great night. All right. Y'all stay tuned because coming up, we got John Guandolo from Understanding the Threat. He's going to be here to talk about Tucker Carlson with this explosive allegation that the NSA was spying on him to try to get his show off air. And the NSA says, no, we didn't. But maybe we might have. Stay tuned. 
Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Having so much fun here tonight on this Wednesday. We're not going to call it the H word because then we might giggle too much, uh, Skins and I. Today is Wednesday. Hey, today is Wednesday. Um, it's also, did y'all know, today, yay, CNN is celebrating today's the 100th anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party. So much to celebrate if you are now officially. I saw that earlier right? today and I actually started laughing. <laughs> I guess they're they're official now. They've, they've come out of the closet. They are the Communist News Network, right? Um, so we've got breaking uh, news to, to discuss today of all the threats that we face out there and uh, never before in my time as an American citizen and the time that I've been focused on uh, my job and what's happening, have I considered our U.S. government itself equal to, if not a greater threat that we face as citizens? Tucker Carlson has made some extraordinary claims that he is being spied on by the NSA. And so I reached out to John Guandolo from Understanding the Threat to have him come on and discuss this with us tonight. You guys know John. He's the founder and president of Understanding the Threat, which is the only organization in the country that provides the tools to leaders, to police department citizens to identify and dismantle jihadi, terrorist and communist networks in our communities, which I think we now have to include CNN in that. And he joins me now. Hello, John. Welcome back to the show. Well, thank you. And uh, great to be on with you all again. Um, well, let's start briefly before we get into the Tucker Carlson story with um, the fact that we actually have people in the United States of America, what is supposed to be our number one media outlet, celebrating the Chinese Communist Party anniversary. Yeah, well, I would just say uh, I don't I, I know they're surprised by it. I'm certainly not. My team is not. Uh, what we're experiencing right now, all of what we're experiencing is the intentional outcome of very coordinated efforts by hostile movements, capital M, uh, in the United States. The communists uh, have been here uh, since the, actually before 1920, but active and organized by 1920 uh, and working with Com Intern, the International Communist Party. Uh, with very explicit goals and a strategy to get there and lines of operation to do it. They've been doing it. And uh, that's been going on 100 years. The jihadis have been organized and operating inside the United States um, for about 60 years. And they also have very clear strategy, uh, lines of operation, and they're simply doing it. And the U.S. government's response has been to do nothing, well, uh, almost domestically, to uh, to thwart these massive movements. So, of course, this is the you're watching their movements blossom right now. And this, you know, CNN or any other net- network celebrating something uh, as dangerous and as evil as the Chinese Communist Party is a just an outgrowth of all that. Well, yeah, Nike the other day said uh, the CEO was on uh, caught on tape saying that uh, Nike is a brand of China and for China. 
So this is is so you know this is this is where we are right now with American corporations. I'm wondering when with this Tucker story, as well as the FBI and the DOJ being weaponized against Americans with what's going on with this January 6th commission and their attempt, they're not going to prosecute looters in in New York City, uh, BLM and Antifa activists that are that are you know I mean you you go on you will see viral videos all day long of groups of of individuals beating up people on the streets and shooting people. There there's no the FBI. And the DOJ is not surveilling them. They're not putting pictures. Or, uh, have you seen this person who beat up somebody on the streets of New York today? No, the, but they're continuing to try to find. They arrested the other day a 69 year old woman who entered the Capitol on January 6th when the Capitol Police held the door open for her. We clearly, in my opinion, it looks as though we not only have a government, an FBI, and a DOJ that's not only not doing anything to stop the threat, but has become a Marxist organization and an arm of the Marxist movement myself and Tucker Carlson says that that's what's going on with the NSA he may not use the Marxist word but he said for those who don't know the story that he a whistleblower called him and said that the NSA was surveilling him reading his text messages and his emails to get his show off the air he contacts the NSA they say oh no we're not doing that but he said that the whistleblower who called him gave him information about a story he was working on that only only somebody who had read his text messages and emails would know about your thoughts. Well, first of all, I think it's you just covered a lot. But with with Tucker Carlson, I think it's based on what we've seen in the last uh, 10 years. What he's describing and the fact that the what the whistleblower is telling him um, as specific information, if that's true, and the NSA is covering his phone, it's unlawful, but it was also unlawful when the director of the FBI and the deputy director, you know, Comey and McCabe and mm-hmm. Peter Strzok and others in the FBI and in the DOD lied, mm-hmm. first of all, foreign uh, agents as well, lied with the FBI people to the, to the FISA court in the FISA application to get technical coverage of the president of the United States, his staff and his family. That's treason. I mean, people should have been convicted and uh, punished for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, as of now, nothing. So the fact the NSA would spy on a journalist shouldn't shock anybody. Um, first of all, it's not the first time the government's uh, unlawfully spied on a journalist. Um, but what we're seeing across the board in the United States and what we at understanding the threat are seeing, uh, across the board in America is that you've got citizens, as you just mentioned, being targeted by the FBI when for, for something that's not unlawful. And yet people who are out on the street, burning things down, looting, doing things like that. And by the way, declaring parts of states as new territory, not under the authority of the state or the federal government. This is this is where if the federal government ever should step in with a hand, mm-hmm. heavy hand, they should haven't done a thing. We are in a state of revolution in this country. Yeah. And we're not the ones that started it. They did. They have seized power. They are using the tools of government against the people and the question is how much will the people tolerate before they amp this up well what can we do well that's the 
big question. And I believe that understanding the threat answers that question. And what we do at understand the threat is we give citizens tools to actually identify and map out, as you said in the beginning, these hostile networks, not only the communist and jihadi networks, but the people collaborating with them and local governments, uh, the financiers to lawfully, but very aggressively go after these people and render them ineffective in their community. And it's at the local level when you can retake your local yes. government and retake your local school district and everything that goes with that local government and out into the county level and then county by county, take back regions of your state and then your state itself. This is how it works from the bottom up, not from the top down. The, the federal government is catastrophically corrupt and broken. And what understanding the threat does is we have a solution for the corruption and it begins by empowering citizens at the local level to actually take uh, as aggressive or not aggressive actions as they they feel like they're they would like to take, but we're having great effect at the ground level, which is why they've, you know, they've been coming after us for years, as you know. Yeah, um, one of the things that we have to do, and I'm and I've got a big announcement. I'm going to make. I'm actually going to make the announcement on July 5th, back in Independence. Independence Hall in Philadelphia with Larry Clayman, who's holding the third uh, convention of states on the 245th anniversary. I've got an announcement uh, to make there regarding uh, free speech and messaging. One of the ways that we need to take our country back at a local level is by getting off of these social media platforms that are that are fact checking us, censoring us, banning us. Uh, you know, I've got people all day long, you know, messaging me. I'm in Facebook jail. You know, anybody who thinks that Facebook is no is not still censoring us, not still banning us. Not still suppressing messages in order to keep us shadow banning us, uh, you know, throttling down. If you're a media person, whether it's Facebook and Twitter, um, they they that is a key area because we we've got to even at the local level we've got to work together and we've got to be able to share our message and we've got to be you know in the old days the, the founders got together at City Tavern they got together you know and actually you know met uh, in pubs uh, you know our social media sites are where we meet right online. And they're controlling our message and controlling and, and, and deflating or minimizing or destroying our ability to do so, as well as the fact that they're scaring people to death through the cancel culture. They're conditioning us to not speak out. They're conditioning us to keep to accept the circumstances, conditioning us for submission by silencing us. So one of the things that we've got to do is we've got to get off of these big platforms that are doing that and find a way to communicate with each other and band together, which is which is something that I'm working on. Um, I don't know if understanding the threats when you say that you've been under attack i'm sure it's been on social media as well hasn't it well yes we we've been pushed off social media we don't we can't be on facebook or twitter anymore right and uh, all our accounts have been silenced but i will say something uh, as, a, as a marine founded in a pub ton tavern in 1775 the idea of meeting in pubs where the sons of liberty also met uh I think uh, that would be great that we get out and actually physically interact with each other and talk and uh, uh, share these ideas, which is why our adversaries uh, have shut our communities down under mm-hmm. the guise of uh, trying to, quote, protect us mm-hmm. uh, from a virus. And uh, and then uh, they oppose us and protest us when we want to speak and have discussion. We just had one of our team members, a former 20-year 
uh, veteran of the Kansas legislature speak in Hayes, Kansas, and uh, all of the left-wing loons and uh, their jihadi comrades came out. I mean, literally over a hundred of them came out to to protest. And uh, she just said, well, you know, tell me what I'm saying that's not true. And uh, But they, they can't. All they want to do is shut mm-hmm. down free speech because the truth is a wrecking ball. Yes. And it destroys their entire narrative, and that's why they're doing this. Because the truth, as we've said on this show, number one principle out of the three core principles to our victory strategy is speaking truth boldly and and creating platforms and teaching people how to do it, meaning how to deal with these situations at the ground level and give them the the understanding and the knowledge, the education, and then train them to engage these people, for instance, because the truth is a wrecking ball. Yes. Well, we and people have to if you care at all about this country, it is as conservatives, you know, we think our our level of activism is show up and vote. And half the time we don't do that. Or when they do, they just vote for president. They And you're right. It, it's not we're not going to save this country that is hanging off a cliff, if not going over right now towards communism by showing up to vote. We have got to get active. You've got to accept responsibility for this country and where it's at and do your part and and do it courageously. And you have done that, John Guandolo. I thank you for being here. Tell everybody how they can get involved with your organization. Well, I encourage everybody to go to understandingthethreat.com. And the first step, either go to our contact page, um, but go through the resources, go to the contact page, reach out to us and tell us you want to get into our Into Action training program, Into Action. And that is the gateway into everything. Sign up for the newsletter, understandingthethreat.com, and you will get plugged into everything uh, we are doing. And um, we are amping up, and we're very excited for building new teams across the country uh, at the ground level and helping citizens take back their communities one at a time understanding the threat.com well thank you so much for all you do for our freedoms and to protect us god bless thank you and god bless you all righty y'all stay tuned we got a little bit more coming up our final segment for tonight's andrew k show don't go away be sure to follow andrea k on twitter at andrea k show and follow her on facebook and like her fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e a-k dynamite and address or just andrea k whatever you call her she's on the answer san diego Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I'm not sure if this qualifies for continuation of the theme that tonight's show is like an episode of Law and Order SVU. Um, but Gavin Newsom, we got some stories to, to bring to you guys about the recall. I mean, that has to do with law, right? Yeah. The, We're trying to dethrone the king, right? Right. Um, well, you know, in, in this case, I mean, we do have uh, you know laws surrounding how elections are supposed to be handled. The Democrats are hysterical and filed a lawsuit against Georgia for actually following the Constitution and changing election law according to the way it's supposed to happen with the state legislatures. There's nothing that Georgia put in place that is unconstitutional or unlawful. But the left is all, oh, how dare you try to suppress the vote by extending early voting and asking for a voter ID, right? Oh, this is about suppressing the vote. Well, get this. Um, they're, what uh, they've done here in California is they've decided to implement some rule that anybody running for governor now has to submit tax returns. 
Some people might say, well, um, let me give you a little background here. This has to do with Trump. It started with Trump because Trump never released his tax returns, right? He was the first Republican to go, no. Not doing it. Right. Just not. No. You don't need them. That has nothing to do with my ability to govern. Right. So as president. So there was a lawsuit that was filed and the Supreme Court came back and said um, California wanted it for president and governor. The Supreme Court came back and responded on the president end, but didn't say anything about governor. And they specifically addressed the primary. So there's nothing that there's nothing on. There's no law that requires any Republican or anybody running for governor in the state of California that they have to turn over their tax. Correct. Nothing. And they want five years of it. So what is this about? It's about suppression. It's about it's about trying to stop people from being able to engage in the political process and run for office when they want to run for office. Because if you're some low level person, you may not have access to five years of your returns or and if they're going to be public, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you got something you don't want somebody to see on your tax returns that don't have anything at all to do with your ability to, to be to, to be governor. Right. I mean, the truth of the matter is typically somebody who doesn't have five years worth or doesn't have enough incomes, probably not somebody who's a front runner and going to win anyway. But that's not the point. This is our country. If somebody wants to run for office, who are you to try to come up with some way to stop them from doing so? And then on top of it, Newsom has filed a couple of lawsuits against his own you know, state here because uh, I guess um, on the the recall or something to do with the recall, they didn't put his party affiliation on there. Yeah, that was uh, something that, that was supposed to happen with what they were working out yeah. last last time. They didn't get the D next to his name. And he knows if that D is next to his name, he's going to get a lot of votes. Yeah. And he's counting on he's counting. He refers to this as the Republican recall. The reality is this recall would not be happening if it was not for Democrats and independents signing their name. To oh, the this petition. has got nothing to do with party. It, no, this is not about party. And this is why I was so angry last night at the Republicans, because they're missing such an opportunity. You listen what John Guandola was talking about at the local level, right? He's talking about identifying the threat. When you don't have one Republican addressing the Marxist threat going on in the CRT movement with what's with what's going on with the LBGT agenda. Everything that's going on there is all a part of Marxism. It's a cultural Marxist movement. And all you want to talk about is water and fire and, you know, everybody needs a generator. Oh, we're about to have some power outages. Don't get me wrong. You know, electric issues are a problem, but that has nothing at all to do with why Newsom is being recalled. No, it's about the state, his tyranny, and him not letting up on that tyranny and keeping keeping people suppressed. Right. And especially now, how can you not bring this up and be willing to engage in this? Because now we've got L.A., we've got everybody. We were the first to report on the Delta variant that that was going to be the new fear mongering. We now got fat. We've got L.A., L.A. County, our largest county, now talking about mask mandates. What's going to be the next step from that, right? Going back to no indoor dining, shutting down venues again. That dimmer switch. That dimmer switch. We're still on the dimmer switch. We got Fauci now coming out today saying, you know what? Wearing masks outdoors isn't a bad idea. Do you see where we're going with this? We got it. We got it. We got to fight back against the threats that we face. Hey, thanks for being here tonight. Thanks to my guest, Ari Hoffman, John Guandolo, the listeners, callers, and my man, DJ Potato Skin. See y'all tomorrow night.